Welcome to 10 Minutes, a Breakout Investor Podcast. Today we are introducing a new name, Verde Agritech, ticker AMHPF. Joining me to introduce the company is Breakout Investor Florian Buschek. But first, a disclaimer, no one on this call is an investment advisor and no one is providing investment advice. This podcast is for information purposes only. Before investing in any company stock, you must do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investors Discussion app, which can be accessed via your browser at app.breakoutinvestors.com, or you can download the mobile app by visiting the Apple or Android store. The application and much of the research content is free. Now to our topic, Verde Agritech, ticker AMHPF. Lorian, can you introduce the company to us? Tell us a little bit about what they do, why you and breakout investors should be interested. Yeah, hey Scott, um, for sure. It's uh, it's a very interesting company, a very interesting name. And uh, I have to admit, it's one of my biggest misses in probably since I have been investing because over the past year, it is basically up 10x now and for good reason. So Verde is producing potash fertilizers. And uh, as you might have as the listener might have noticed, um, fertilizers have gone through the roof because natural gas has gotten way more expensive. And that's one of the main sort of ingredients, let's put it that way, for fertilizers. Um, and that has obviously benefited Verde um, quite a bit as well. But there is much more to the story than, oh, this is a simple play on fertilizers. All right. Well, let's 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 get in that it's a Brazilian based business. And that is actually one of uh, one of the very interesting and beneficial aspects here. How so? So, first of all, there is obviously in Brazil a lot of demand for fertilizers. And there you also have the benefit is when you sell to Brazilian farmers. Right. You don't need to transport that far. So that's one of the benefits to Verde already. And then to go a bit more into the product itself, it's not just any potash fertilizer. Um, it's, it, has, it has a certain composition profile that is much more healthy long-term for, for the ground and for the crops, for the veg- vegetation. So mm-hmm. it does obviously contain potash, but I'm certainly not not in any way um, an expert on that, but it's certainly what I would call a much more sustainable and premium product. It's also sold under certain brands, for example, K Forte, Pax, and Super Green Sand. Yes, it, it is a potash, which is uh, which it, it contains potassium. Right. That's um, what you always need for fertilizers. Absolutely. It's good for the, the leaves, the, um, the water uptake, the um, aesthetic of the plant uh, on top of everything else. Uh, and what's particular about their source of potash is that it's low in related salts. Right. They are mining a pasture is the way that the CEO described it. Apparently they found a large natural deposit of a particular kind of green sand, uh, which is one of the one of the ways this is this this fertilizer has been sold literally for hundreds of years yeah. uh, that unlike other forms of potash is it, it lacks 
the component part of uh, attached salt. Uh, the CEO in a, in a video that I watched said that uh, the repeated application of the competitive product, the one that's uh, obtained mostly through brining operations where you you inject water deep into the ground, bring up the, the dissolved uh, potash, and then um, uh, evaporate it in pools. This tends to, well, th that sourcing is uh, a residue from oceans. So obviously oceans and ocean salt, this potash is contaminated, if you will, with significant salts. And he suggested that uh, the repeated application of this is, is akin to pouring bleach on your soil. The plants will take up the potash, but you have the side effect of killing a lot of the biodiversity in the soil itself. And uh, recent evolution of thinking about fertilizers is that you should be feeding the soil, not killing the, 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 the biology in the soil just to get nitrogen or phosphorus or potassium into the plant. And this company uh, has a significant competitive advantage in having this low salt fertilizer. Right. And that, that also goes back to the point you said they have this huge deposit. So it's not new, right, that there's this huge potential. And that's why I described it as one of my biggest misses, because it was always clear that they could sell this product at very good margins and they could scale it up very rapidly. What I never understood or the question I could never answer for myself was, okay, they can dig all this fertilizer up from the ground, but can they actually sell that much? And as it turns out, they can easily sell everything they produce. And now the background in the market has also changed with this fertilizer shortage, right? And so now it's absolutely clear that the company was exactly at the right time, at the right place to take, to participate in this fertilizer boom right now. Now, this is a young company. Uh, the founder was 26 years old when he started it, and he's still very young. So this is this he's is fantastic. Uh, and the, the other piece of this, which suggests that you're probably not really late, Uh, you're just uh, at the de-risk uh, threshold right now. Exactly. Yeah. Is, exactly. Is the co the company has been growing? They 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 have an, uh, a Gen 1 plant which will produce so much of the product. They are near completion of the Gen 2, which will vastly increase the amount that they can produce and sell. And they've got on the drawing board, or maybe they've broken ground, I'm not sure, Gen 3, which will effectively take this from a few tens of millions of dollars of business to potentially hundreds of millions of dollars worth of business. Now, exactly. that that is, is in process, but we're dealing with a Brazilian company, and I know lots of people who have lost a lot of money because Brazil is not the easiest place to operate. So can they... Can they build the factories uh, and, and operate the business? Will it work in Brazil? And can they get uptake for the product? So now we're seeing that all of these risks are being dealt with, and it does appear that the company has a very significant trajectory in front of it. That's exactly right. And I mean, so far, they had no trouble whatsoever in getting the permits, getting all all the uh, <clears throat> getting all the expansions done on time on budget 
um, to the contrary, I mean, what they have to pay for these further plants in CapEx, I mean, it's, it's really not much at all. They have for this plant three scenario, for example, they have CapEx of 129 million. And what they would get for that in NPV after tax is in the billions. It's 8 billion. And the market cap currently is 400 million. And you also you always have to take these NPV calculations with the grain of salt, right? Because if you only go for them, you literally buy every uh, gold and copper and what have you, junior, that is out on the planet. But it just shows you for very little capex how much bang they get for their buck. And not only are they producing right now already so much cash that they can pay for this capex, they, are, they have also a plan in place to return cash to shareholders right now via dividends, via buybacks. And that goes, goes back to, to also the point I made that the founder, um, Cristiano Veloso, is, is great. I mean, if you listen to him talk, he's saying all the right things. He owns a ton of shares. He is he's pursuing his plan um, very methodically. Um, the way he talks about the business of farming also is very interesting. Um, he hasn't drawn a salary for the longest time. So it, it's, really, it's really fantastic to have it in his hands and the way he, he does the capital allocation as well. Yes, I, 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 I'm going to be repeating here uh, what I said at the beginning, uh, but it builds on what you just said. The way the CEO is selling the company, he's not saying this is a cheap and easy or available form of fertilizer. He is building massive potential demand by talking about his product being far superior to the alternatives because of the lack of the salts. And, uh, you know, it turns out that the uh, app, the use of this compound, this, this mineable uh, resource dates back uh, to colonial times and apparently even all the way back to Roman times. Uh, we've probably all seen this as, you know, I'm, I'm reading up on it. I think I remember as a kid seeing a bag of this stuff in the shed, this green sand, this form of fertilizer. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think I would guess it's a big part of miracle Grow. I mean, it looks like miracle Grow. Uh, in any case, uh, if he can, if he can really sink the idea that this is a far more effective and um, uh, ethical or efficacious or ESG, I don't think I think he'll be able to sell this stuff as fast as he can produce it, and not just in Brazil. It does seem most of the product right now is staying within the country, um, but uh, as they go to scale, I would think that they would be able to find world markets for their product. Yeah, and just to give you a little bit more flavor just for the current numbers, I mean, in their recent guidance, again, the market cap is 400 million Canadian dollars right now. In the recent guidance, um, they provided for the current fiscal year, EBITDA of 50 million, <laughs> right? And so this is this is trading at eight times EBITDA. Um, Again, they have they have no debt and they are already returning cash to shareholders, um, and that is just at the beginning of the growth phase, right? So you may question: Okay, can they actually do this further capex? Will that work out? Can they sell in the world market? 
but it's not like you're paying a huge premium for that right now, um, right? It's eight times EBITDA. And then on top of that, you could make the argument, oh, well, fertilizer prices have just gone through the roof, right? Who, which commodity business is, is valued on peak prices? Well, I have news for you. They are not even getting peak prices right now because they have pre-sold so much. So the actual spike in fertilizer prices is not even in their numbers yet. Uh, there's two, two things I want to ask you about. You know, The first one is what I distinguish between the trade, the trend, and the tail. So I think that, uh, that the price did take off. That was the piece that you missed, the, the first move, uh, which is coming off now because um, yeah. fertilizer prices are way up. Farmers have reduced their purchases, waiting for prices to come down. Uh, and this has got in uh, traders moving out and creating an opportunity for people with a longer time horizon to come in and play the trend. Uh, this could be a tail company if they can really establish themselves as a large volume supplier of a more uh, of, a, of a better product versus the um, soluble uh, uh, potash uh, uh, produced elsewhere. The only risk that I really see is Brazil, and this has been a topic of conversation amongst myself and others when we when we see a company try to expand in brazil we generally sell it because we've seen many companies lose all of their investment trying to expand into the market opportunity of brazil now this being a company that is growing out of brazil it 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 changes the you know the vector of the opportunity clearly this guy is connected clearly this is a yeah. Um, this, exactly. this, this is something on the move and, and, and very good for Brazil in multitudes of different ways. Have you got any perspective, particularly as a non-U.S. Uh, oriented investor on Brazil and any particular risk factors there? Well, I would agree in general that it's, it is a significant risk factor. Um, and I don't have any unique insight against that argument. Um, I would I would name a few points. Uh, one is the founder has, as I mentioned, he has a ton of he owns a significant chunk of the company. Twenty percent, I think. Yeah, and has basically is most of his net worth tied up in it, um, and he has been doing this for quite some time. So the connections you mentioned that will definitely help and. And the fact that we had he, they had so little trouble in everything related to permitting, etc., that gives me certainly confidence. And the other thing is farming is quite important in Brazil, right? So if you have the support of the farmers, that certainly should also help you politically. Yes, I, I agree. And uh, Brazil has become a supplier to China this year. Historically, China hasn't purchased a bunch from Brazil, but Brazil's been sending soybeans over there, like the Dickens lately. Yes. This is something I know because I'm, I, you know, I, I think that there's a trend relating to grains and the uh, disruptions created by the war in Ukraine, et cetera. That plus the fertilizer, plus the diesel costs, all of this together, I think is creating an opportunity. And I think Brazil has real opportunity to capitalize on it. And therefore, this company is strategic and its ability to expand is good. Uh, for a lot of constituencies inside Brazil. Right. I mean, if we if we talked about some manufacturing business or a cool new app or software or what have you, I guess I would be a little bit more worried then. 
But if we talk about farming, um, I think that's certainly a big benefit just in terms of Brazil. All right. Well, you brought this company to my attention. I read up on it. I found the source for everything I know on the Breakout Investor app. Uh, I know I'll be seeing you there. Maybe we'll put this on the watch list and we'll get a discussion going amongst the community. And to that, I look forward. Uh, thank you very much, Florian. This is 10 Minutes. We are Breakout Investors. This podcast is meant as an easy on-ramp to understanding today's company and the research and collaboration we do. Please join us for discussion on Verde Agritech and for other small and micro-cap names with catalysts on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com, or you can download the app via the Apple or Android store. The Breakout Investor 10-Minute Podcast is syndicated and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, listen, and give us a five-star review. Some or all the speakers may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. The views in this podcast expressed are those of the speakers, not Breakout Investors. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Neither Breakout Investors nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information presented by this podcast and any liability, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, therefore is expressly disclaimed. No one on this podcast is an investment advisor, known as providing investment advice. Before investing in any company's stock, you must do your own research. Thank you for listening.